Hey, it's Fidel here. So if you're listening to this, that means that you are going to listen to this week's podcast. But you have also seen that we have kind of changed a little bit. Uh, We do a weekly shorter version, which is called a short, that we give the news and news topics uh, within the week or month uh, from a black perspective. Uh, We did some interviews to some people, which we always do and talk about, you know, what it's like to be black in the Maritimes. But we also did a couple of other episodes did an episode on Juneteenth that we play music, and we did another one about James Baldwin, which is one of uh, one of my heroes personally. And I think one of the things that I have enjoyed is that I've been able to produce this more than before. So we're going to keep doing that a bit more. We're going to keep producing a little bit more of the podcast, getting different content. And I noticed that that's taking me a little bit more time than usual. Usually when I record an interview, it takes me maybe one one hour, maybe one hour and a half or two, whether if I do an episode like the James Baldwin, it takes me a little bit more, could even take me days because I have to edit, cut it, check the information that's uh, relevant and things like that. But I enjoy it a little bit more. So it's going to take me a little bit more time. So you're hearing the short on a Wednesday. We're still going to keep the short and we're still going to do interviews, but we're still going to do those uh, kind of special shows. We're going one for Emancipation Day. So I hope you enjoy that. I'm working about that a little bit more and yes I do thank you for listening and I want to hear your feedback uh please drop us an email at black in the maritimes at gmail.com tell me what you think uh is it bad is it good what do you want to hear what you don't want to hear uh you know again I'll listen to it and maybe I'll talk about it on the podcast so I appreciate the listening and thank you here's the short hello and welcome to the short where we give the news from a black perspective I'm Fidel Franco today we're going to talk about employment and the great resignation if you don't know 2021 was the year of the great resignation a lot of people didn't want to go back to work or they just wanted to do their own business or they just didn't want to work for somebody so that led to a lot of employment being not fulfilled and a lot of the places are short staffs mainly in the service industry however this movement has been led mostly by people that are not of color in fact all the contrary is happening for people of color. It shows the study that black people are still having a harder time to find work, especially skilled work or work that is specialized. So it's twice as hard as somebody of color to get a specialized work or a high paying job that somebody that is white. So right now we're gonna play a clip from Global News, which they talk about another study that was made and how it affects here in Canada. Many people around the world apply for jobs and then eagerly wait for an interview callback, but only a select few get that callback. And there are lots of factors which go into that, like experience. But a study out of Northwestern University found there may be another reason why some people aren't hearing back, and it has to do with race. Lincoln Quillian led the study, which took data from about 97 previously conducted field experiments, looking at the hiring process in nine countries. The data included fictitious resumes which held the same information but had different names. Some had ethnic sounding names and others had non-ethnic names. We found racial and ethnic discrimination against non-white groups um, uh, was really quite ubiquitous across countries and across groups. So um, there were really no situations in which you know, the majority members of the white group were more discriminated against than minority members were. Quillian and his team measured discrimination by calculating the percent of interview callbacks an ethnic applicant had versus a non-ethnic applicant. 
France and Sweden rank the highest out of the nine countries studied for the level of discrimination shown during a hiring process, followed by Great Britain, Canada, Belgium, and Norway. The US, Netherlands, and Germany had relatively lower levels of discrimination while calling applicants back. The study only included countries which had at least three research experiments on this subject. And um, if anything, I would suspect a little bit that the countries that we have data on have perhaps less discrimination than countries we don't have data on, uh, in part because uh, countries that had done, uh, you know, that have done a lot of field experiments of discrimination, that reflects the fact that there's concern in the country about the issue of discrimination. Senior economist Sheila Block recently did a study on inequality in Canada's labor market. Uh, my overall perception is that racism is alive and well in the Canadian job market. Um, it's not the way we like to think of ourselves. Block says a lot of times the bias is unconscious. Very few people wake up in the morning and decide that they want to be discriminatory. What people need to do to, to address this is to look at their employment systems. So the first thing that you need is you need some data and you have to look at it and say, does my workforce reflect the population around us? And if it do doesn't, who's not at the table, who's not being hired, and why aren't they being hired. And then what you want to do is you want to set up systems so that you're taking some positive measures to make sure that you're not discriminating in these hiring processes. With the right changes made, the hope is the most qualified people will get that callback. Now, this is not a problem only in Canada, as you saw from the previous clip. It's a problem in different countries such as the United States, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, and places that mostly black people are minorities. Uh, so it's definitely a minority problem, but it's not necessarily a Canadian problem. However, what it is a Canadian problem is, is that you've seen fields like oil, gas, or manufacturing in a high level, engineering, and even health. Uh, people of color are getting short-sighted. Uh, it's something that even in this show, we have a lot of people that had said to us how they've been discriminated, uh, you know, called jokes again. And if you look at previous episodes of Black in the Maritimes, we have denounced that. Uh, it's also something that in 2022, well, there is a labor of short staff, people of color are still having problems, not only getting work, but once they get into work, they get either discriminated or they get made fun of. And when it comes to the employers, the employers try to kind of brush it off. Uh, this has been the case in different places and Marketplace in CBC did a whole episode about it. We're going to hear a little clip about two people from the oil sands that were pretty much discriminated in different companies. Meet Shane McQueen and Gary Similian. My man. What's going on? They work in Fort McMurray, Alberta, the oil sands capital. Did you guys feel like you were treated differently? Oh, in my case, big time. So definitely you felt like you're being targeted. They'll try to push a button. Basically, they want you to quit, you know? They'll do anything in their power to want you to quit in a sleek way, you know? Singled out, they say, because of the color of their skin. This is a career that I'm trying, trying to move forward in and, you know, something that I want to do for my life and to not be afforded the same opportunities as everybody else is hard. Shane's been working in the oil sands for 14 years and doesn't see a lot of black men on site. 
In fact, visible minorities only represent 13% of oil and gas workers, compared to 21% across all industries. He says he's a moving target for mistreatment and early on in his career, racist jokes. So there's a group of white people and me and this one guy's making a bunch of black jokes and putting me in them. I remember one was like something, Shane jumping on the bed and then, you know, my, my hair getting stuck in the, the stucco ceiling. But Shane doesn't report it. He doesn't want to jeopardize his new job at North American Construction Group. North American says it can't respond because the issue went unreported and happened years ago. At that time, I was like the only person of color out there at all, like, you know? So I'm, I felt so small and like I couldn't really do anything. Gary can relate. He recalls a recent experience with a former coworker at the company Badger Daylighting. So I, I, many times he said to me, Mengawe, I can um, basically slap the black out of you. Like in front of people, you know what I mean? In front of people, in front of other guys around, you know, but just on a jokingly way. But this is not something that you say in a jokingly way. That's not something that you say to another human being, period. Badger says their code of conduct prohibits them from commenting on what happened, and Gary didn't report the issue. He says he complained before about discrimination in a previous job at KMC Mining, where a supervisor kept picking on him. I said, man, you, you, you're big time racist, and this, this is not fair. And, and at this time, I, I'm not going to take it anymore. What happened when you filed the report? Nothing. You know, you, you were thinking with all the proof, with all the documentation, with all the witness, you know, when you bring it to HR and when you bring it to the, the union, you think that they will do something about it, you know? KMC Mining says a third party investigated his complaint and determined it was unfounded. Gary agreed to a layoff. They'd rather hire like a third party for somewhere else to try to, to dispute it. So they're always gonna find a way because they're always going to protect the, the, um, the supervisors instead of you in the first place. Shane and Gary are not alone. As we see in this clip, this is kind of shocking, but not shocking to people that have been through this situation time and time again. Now, in Atlantic Canada, places like Nova Scotia are trying to fix it by educating more of their employers and also organizations like Tribe Network, and other organizations are trying to not only skill people of color, but making sure that there's no racism or discrimination in the workplace, making sure that they work with companies so this doesn't happen, and also to put people, especially people of color, in leaderships. Hopefully we can learn from this and we could be a better society, but at this moment, it looks like we are going a little bit forward, but we still have long ways to go. Uh, this is something that, again, it happens to a lot of people, not just blacks, Asians, Arabic, anybody that is not white. It mostly happens to them in a certain shape or form. So hopefully we can get this resolved and hopefully we can get to a society that just wants to combine every skill that we get and move forward as a country. So we'll see what happens and we'll keep posted on different issues that will be relative to working in Canada and working while black. So hope you enjoyed this. Uh, please like us, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Peace.